hello and welcome it's mark and this is trucking answers in your ear this has been voted the best trucking podcast on the internet by my family and cat and i appreciate that very much and speaking of families and cat i am mark your host and i'm here with gracie the cat and she is the co-host currently she is sleeping so Today, we have trucking news, of course, some automotive news, and another reason we are not yet on Mars. I want to welcome another country today to the podcast, and that country is New Zealand. When you have a podcast, you can go on the statistics and see where the podcast is being downloaded. That's how I know this. One download in New Zealand. So, all right, one person. Thank you to you, whoever you are in New Zealand, for downloading the podcast If you're listening to this, uh, send an email. I'd love to uh, hear the story of how you found a podcast in New Zealand, markettruckinganswersnation.com. That's for everybody else as well, for your missives, interesting things, whatever you want to send, send it over. First today I want to talk about, you know, schemes and scams and other plans and weird things in the trucking industry. There'll be a video today at uh, Trucking Answers, and today is the 27th of August, depending on when you're listening to this, 2021, about another, uh, you know, scheme kind of thing that I talk about anyway at a trucking company here in the United States because trucking companies refuse to address the real problems in trucking, so they come up with these ideas. They hire these consulting firms, right, and I'm doing this in air quotes, quote it, and they come up, oh, you know what, this will be great. And uh, this place has a plan because what they want, you know, is a group thing. People love being in a group. They love being part of some group, some larger thing. And that is uh, generally to people's detriment because, you know, you can't get anywhere where you're part of a group of people going in the same place. You don't have any idea where you're going or anything. Be the one that blazes the trail. You know, follow your own path. Don't go where everybody else goes. But people love it. They love being in a group. And so this place has a plan. For that kind of a scheme i call it and what trucking companies refuse to do is address the real problems in trucking you know i ask in there you know is everybody paid for all their time that we can't get an answer to that you know, they expect you to still work for free but hey hey if you're part of a group then i guess y'all can just sit around and work for free and y'all just love each other and i just find it to be quite ridiculous in the industry to be honest with you the thing that the thing that everybody wants addressed is not addressed. But you know what? I almost don't blame these places, like I always say, because if you can get somebody to come in and work for nothing and it's legal, why wouldn't you do that? Why wouldn't you do that? The person person that has to end that is the driver. Or they say, you know what? Uh, I'm not coming in. I'm not doing paperwork. I'm not filling up the truck. I'm not, I'm not doing all this stuff for free. All right, all this stuff ought to pay something. It shouldn't just be assumed that, oh, well, that's just part of what you do. You get paid to drive, but you got to do all these other things. I don't think so. You know, I, I just kind of stuff just kind of offends me. And then when they come these other plans, and believe me, when you watch the video, this kind of thing is probably for younger people. That's my opinion on uh, who's going to be attracted to it. It's not a company that gets a lot of, um, you know, older, experienced drivers anyway. But I just find schemes and things that have clever cutesy names you know i kind of that doesn't you know that there's a problem you know let's give this thing a great name as they say you know let's let's slap some uh, lipstick on this pig and 
you know, send it back out in the field and see what people think about it then. No, it's like, you know, you got your old rusted out bomb of a car and you just slap the old Bondo on there. You go to somebody goes to check the car out that's going to buy it. They stick a magnet. It doesn't stick anywhere. There's no metal left of that car. You know, it looks good, but really underneath it isn't any good. So any of these places that come up with these schemes, weird names and stuff, be very, uh, be very careful about that. Be very careful what you what you're uh, doing there. There's going to be another protest. Are you ready? Remember the big protest last year in Washington D.C. where you know a couple of dozen drivers came down and stopped traffic and stopped the. Oh no, wait! A couple dozen drivers went down and complained about things for a little while. Well, another group is going. Uh, uh, I don't know about another group. All right, it's maybe the same group. They changed names. I don't know. Anyhow, there's a protest at the end of August in the United States. Why? This one's about uh, the jab. Yes, because we're not getting it. They said we're not going to, and they can't make us get it. And so we're going to protest it. Of course, the, at the moment, the only company I can find that's mandating it for drivers is Tyson. All right, that's uh, the only one. Nobody else has mandated it yet. And there is talk. There is talk of it being mandated for interstate travel, which would be through your physical, I think, would probably be really the only way they could do it that way. But uh, that's certainly in the early stages. Will that come about? You know, I'm kind of 50-50 on whether that might come about, to be honest with you. They might actually say something to uh, to the effect of if you deal with food, because I think that um, that'd get a little bit more support from the public. So it could be that way. But uh, nothing really. There's no legislation or anything. Anyhow, they're saying, oh, you know, what they put. It's kind of they put out kind of the same thing that they did in Australia. Because the Australians got all... Uh, you know prickly about stuff and they'll actually do stuff over there the people in us the truck drivers truckies as they call them in australia got um they're going to shut the country down here at the end of the month they said everybody should get all their supplies and so now this group here in the united states is saying the same thing everybody needs to get supplies company drivers should get off the road everybody needs to stop <laughs> i mean look is everybody going to stop? No. People work for free here. This group never talks about that. Okay. Do you know, have you heard them lately? No. No. Okay. All their free, they, bunch of these guys, free time, sitting around, not doing that, but we're going to protest this. All right. And uh, this may be a thing that they feel strongly about, but uh, let's get to the real issues of the industry. And currently, currently that's not one of them. It could be at some point. And at that time, you uh, you would take action with it, but it isn't right now. Where will this protest go? Well, I don't know. Uh, there's some dude on TikTok who's all upset about it. Uh, I heard that on on the news thing there. So we'll see we'll see where it goes. May, I'm hoping I'm hoping for at least a baker's dozen. Let's get them that uh, at least we get a baker's dozen. And of course, look after this huge protest, they will put out some press release, which for some reason these news sites cover. Oh, yeah, let's post this because, you know, they don't do any real research into anything. News sites, the trucking news sites, you send them a press release, boom, they post it. And so they'll post, oh, it was very successful. We shut down uh, the whole country, you know, and it's some one dude in, a, you know, an old FLD with an American flag hanging off the back of it parked on the side of a road uh, yelling, uh, you know, into the distance about something. That's how uh, that's how these go, all right. But uh, after the protest, if I see that the whole country shut down, you know, I'll come out and say it. So we'll see, 
We'll see that where that goes. I, my bet is on a Baker's Dozen. I have that chart on the wall with all the boxes. I took the Baker's Dozen box to uh, as to how many people protest. Hey, you want some sign-on bonus money? This is one of the biggest ones I've seen. Cowan, uh, Cowan, C-O-W-A-N, green trucks, I think, right? See this in the news? 20 grand. Uh-huh. Here's how it works. All drivers get 15000 all drivers that qualify to work there get 15. If you have one year with your company, the current carrier, you get another 2500. That's 175. And if you already have a hazmat endorsement, you get another 2500. That's 20 grand. So if you've been at your carrier one year and have a hazmat and go to work there, it's a 20,000 sign-on and it's paid out over 18 months. It didn't say, which I don't really consider a sign-on. A sign-on is I sign on and you give me money. But uh, it said, it didn't say how, but it did say more than half of it is paid in the first half of it. So, uh, you know, I don't know exactly what that means or how it works. Usually it's a thousand here. Or they dribble, drabble it out to you over time because what they call a sign-on bonus really is a retention bonus. A sign-on bonus, well, the only sign-on bonus I've really seen is ABF where they came out and said, all right, you know, we're giving you the money first check. This 20 over 18 months, that's still over a thousand a month if you did it that way. 250 a week, right? A little over $250 a week, really, for the whole time. That whole eight first 18 months. That's something to sneeze at. Now I will say do not change companies just for a sign-on bonus. I don't think it's worth doing that. But if you are looking to change companies, it'd be worth a call to this place if they have a terminal in your city just to see what the deal is there and to uh, get the best deal that you can. Don't change for a bonus, but always take a bonus if somebody's giving you one. This is almost wrapping up break check week. Here's how it's gone for me. All skills I've gone by, which are two per day, are closed. So nothing different has happened at all. I didn't see any extra activity like trucks being pulled over either on the side of the road or at these closed scales which sometimes you'll see the popo do they'll pull you into a closed scale scale around 74 going into ohio closed you know just a few trucks parked in the back they'll get run out of there that happens all the time you're not allowed to park in that one i've seen police in there many times running the trucks out and then they'll get more in there i don't know why they don't let people park in there personally and the one coming back on 74, as you enter Indiana, that scale has always been closed. It's never been open uh, since I've been doing this run. All right, It's closed that night, and I've never seen it open. The lights are generally off in there. Once a week or so, I think somebody leaves the lights on. That one's got the scale in it that you can pull up to, and it works. And the display is on. So I've actually pulled down it a couple times to see what I weigh. Um, never been more than 50,000, so pretty nice. And I do see other trucks using that as kind of a you know free cat scale. Although I guess it can't prove what your weights were. I'd take a, maybe take a picture of them. Interesting. Always closed. Now the national truck driving champions championships were just held, and we have a winner from a Pottles Transportation Pottles right in Maine. I think they're in Maine. This person is a champion of many different things over the years. This driver he's got a lot of experience. Here's the thing. Um, and look, I'm not taking away from this driver. I think it's great that he has all this experience. But is this is this really a championship? Should they have done it this way? Because 
the truck driving championships, you know, where you do the backing and the cones and it's super tight and you get points and all that, this year uh, was held completely online. Now, that doesn't mean you use American Truck Simulator and back in online. What it means was it was a quiz. It was a quiz on trucking lore. <laughs> I love that lore. Yeah, how long should the chain be on your wallet? I mean, uh, I don't know what that means. And uh, trucking history, regulations, uh, that kind of thing. But I love that it's also trucking lore. Either way, I don't know if you're a national truck driving champion if you didn't have to drive. All right, then most of our dispatchers could be champions if they knew regulations and you know the exact uh, angle of the point of your uh, you know boots that you have to wear when you walk out to your Kenworth with all the lights on it. So National Truck Driving Championship Online Champion is named. He had a trophy and everything. Uh, they should have given him an. Uh, they should have given him a trophy online, like a, <laughs> an NFT trophy, instant, which is a non-fungible token, right? Instead of an actual trophy, that would have been funnier. Um, I wish I would have thought of it a little bit sooner, but uh, that's how it goes with that. So, in automotive news, this is interesting. So. In the South, uh, and I didn't write this down. I just noticed that. Good job, Mark. Boy, no wonder Gracie bites you every time you walk by. No, it's one of the Carolinas, all right? I do remember that. Anyhow, a station, gas station, during the uh, gas crunch. Remember when people were filling plastic bags with gasoline? Yes. Remember those days? Uh, yes, good times. One station was charging nine ninety nine a gallon. Somebody posted a picture of their receipt, and it got a lot of views, and the attorney general in the state is horrified. We will investigate this as gouging. Listen, there's no gouging. This is the United States. You can charge uh, whatever you want for whatever product you have to sell. Because there was a short supply of gasoline, its value is higher. That's how all products work. To tell a store you can't sell a product at a certain price, I mean, when when do we just take the flag down and stick up a you know a Russian flag or a Chinese flag? When do we just when do we do that? It, should it be today? Should it be yesterday? This is America, and if I want to charge ten dollars a gallon for gas, it was posted. All right, this isn't they didn't make a secret out of it. Like oh, we got scammed later. It's posted. And you can choose to get gas for your car or not. The problem was is people are running around with no gas. Right? Why are you doing that? Either way, if that's what you do and you have to get it and somebody charges you 10 a gallon, then that's it. They posted the receipt. It was like almost 10 gallons was like, you know, very close to $100. And you say, well, Mark, that's not right. No, it's totally right. If I have something you want and you can't get it anywhere else, guess what? Uh, it's worth more, isn't it? If I'm like, well, you know what? I, you're like, I'm looking all over for you know, a cantaloupe. And I, and I go, well, I got 10 of them. I'll sell you some of them. But uh, my cantaloupes are 50 bucks a piece. You go, oh, that's way too much. It should be $2. 
Oh, I said, well, all right, go ahead and go buy one somewhere else for $2. And you can't find one, see, but you still want one. You come to me and it's fit. To, I'm not scamming you. You don't have to have it. You don't have a right to gasoline in the United States. You don't. You can get gas or not if you can afford it. If you don't have the money for gas, you don't get it. But that station owner should, I'd take it to the Supreme Court. I just hate these kind of laws. I hate them. The government has no right to regulate the price of a product. None. If you're the only one with gas, it's $10 a gallon. I totally agree. I'd charge more than that. If people were still coming, he's not charging enough. When there's a line of people to buy something, its price should increase. That's the same thing that should have happened when we had the toilet paper crunch, if you all remember that. Once we got crunched up on the toilet paper thing, the price needs to go up. And people wouldn't buy as much. You saw people out with shopping carts you know, full of toilet paper with, you know, 500 rolls of toilet paper. Guess what? If each of them four packs were $25 instead of the, uh, you know, $6 they are now, or maybe $50, people wouldn't have bought as much toilet paper. There'd be some to go around. Same with gas. Don't go around in your car with it empty, but also a station should be allowed, uh, really is allowed to charge as much as they want. If you don't want to buy it, go somewhere else that has gasoline. And if you can't find it, then it becomes very valuable. Hyundai, of all places, is going to have a new sports car run on hydrogen. Hydrogen sports car. Now, we know the Toyota Mirai is a, a hydrogen-powered car. Okay. It's a fuel cell, right? Run on hydrogen. I've seen a number of reviews of this Mirai. It's expensive. It's the size of a Camry. It's 50 and it runs on hydrogen. Well, yeah, that's great. Out of the tailpipe, you only get water. So in California, this car, like uh, many alternate fuel cars, gets the carpool lane even by yourself. They do that to encourage you to buy these cars. So the test I saw of this Mirai was in Colorado by another place, and they were driving around. They liked it, right? It rode just like a regular car, but what they commented on, and this is the problem with hydrogen at the moment, it's way worse of a problem than electric. There's nowhere to fill it up. They said there are just under 100 public fueling stations in the United States, 80 of which are in California. And there were none where they were. They showed a picture of it. When Toyota apparently brings this car around for journalists, automotive journalists and stuff to test, they bring it their own fueling station for the car because there isn't any. So they bring a truck with a bunch of hydrogen in it, right, to fill the car up for these tests because there's nowhere to fill it up. There really is nowhere to fill this car up. It isn't like, oh, there's you have to sit at a charge point outside a closed Walmart for six hours filling your car. There isn't anywhere to fill it up. And it isn't like you can just go get hydrogen at the store, you know, with a Slurpee. That's not how hydrogen works. So it may be abundant, but it's tough for you to get as a person. And with nowhere to fill the car up, what is the point of having a hydrogen-powered sports car? Are they going to build their own fueling network? That would be impossible, especially for a sports car, which is going to be a low-volume car anyway. I don't understand the point of it, really. But that's what they said. I guess they're going to showcase the technology. They don't have any other hydrogen-powered car that for sale publicly that I could find anywhere Hyundai they might be working on one or going to develop it this is uh, even farther off than electric because at least an electric car you can plug in your garage 
and fill up and there are some charging stations we have a supercharger tesla supercharger here there's a number of electric um you know other I rarely see anybody charging at these places. One person's got a Mimevs. Go look that car up if you want a good laugh. They uh, fill that thing up around here, 70 mile range or whatever. Hydrogen, uh, long way off. I don't know if that's going to be the future of automotive or not. It does fill up as fast as your car. Okay, it does fill up. So you can fill it up just like filling up your gas-powered car. And currently, when you buy a Toyota Mirai, you get $15,000 of free hydrogen, which is pretty nice imagine buying a car and getting a fifteen thousand dollar gas card with it that would be pretty sweet here's your bp card with fifteen thousand bucks on it so the mirai even though it costs more you do get fifteen thousand dollars of hydrogen with the car you can't buy one though unless basically you live in southern california there's nowhere to fill it up that's great if you have a card but if there you can't actually get somewhere to fill it up and you can't road trip it anywhere because there isn't anywhere to fill the car up so it's in city car only and for that money not worth it you can do better than that I want to finally give you a reason why we're not on Mars. So, <laughs> Dateline, New Hampshire. This guy says to himself, you know what? I need some money. And uh, working, you know, a drag, man. It's a real bummer, you know. How about I just go rob a coffee shop? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm going to do. So, a popular local coffee shop that is a nationwide chain of coffee shops He's like, oh, you know what? I'm going to go in here. I'm going to go in here. I bet they got some money. Because, you know, everybody pays with everything with cash now. So he goes in there, and there's a small line. You know, there's a line waiting to get your latte, frappe things. He's like, listen, you losers. Get out of the way, right? He busts through those people and goes right up to the front. You know, demands money. And uh, the cashier gives him the money. And a couple of the people in line uh, grab the guy and arrest him because they are uniformed officers. Their marked car is in the parking lot and they're waiting in line to place an order in full uniform. So here's a tip. Here's just a little tip from your pal here at Mark. Here, Mark. And... Um, if you're going to rob a place, like case the joint, as people say, and, uh, you know, check around. Hey, are there any uniformed cops in here? Oh, maybe I better go somewhere else. So especially when you like brush past them to get in front of the line and then rob the place right in front of them. Not a great plan. Uh, no word on whether the officers actually got their coffee either. It didn't uh, it didn't say that. Hopefully I you know, I'd make that guy wait there while I got my coffee. I'm already in line. But either way, you know, look around, see if there's any uniformed officers before you go robbing places. Can we do that? Can we? Uh, thank you. Okay, thanks. I appreciate it. So I want to thank everybody for listening today, especially my one listener in New Zealand. <laughs> and it means a lot to me that people listen around the world. This podcast goes out on Tuesdays and Fridays. If you're a trucking company that needs some help, right, it may be possible for me to come and film at your location. So uh, write to me, Mark, at TruckingAnswersNation.com. Let's make it happen. We will see everybody on the next podcast. Check out the YouTube channel. And thanks for listening. And 
Gracie says thanks for listening to in her own way. All right, we'll see you on the next podcast.